0: We are boring humans.
1: Bonjour. <laughs> Both of us sat here being like, how are we going to start this
0: one? Do you have an idea to nope. start this one? I have zero ideas ever. No, I'm a little bit drained still. I have no excuse. <laughs> I'm always this lame.
1: If you recall, a couple episodes ago, I said that I was getting ready to go on this family vacation. And I mentioned it, I think, in the last episode, too, how I'm exhausted because I returned from a family vacation, but the key word was family.
0: Do not recommend those. No,
1: sure don't. So, I don't really care who listens to this, but... (laughs)
0: I mean, I do. I want our listeners we, to, listen yes, to this and enjoy it. I but we love you. you
1: know what I mean. Out of, like, family members, listen if you want. Whatever. I, this is my podcast. I'm going to say whatever the fuck I want on it. Alexa, turn on the lights. Yeah, that's all. That's all I want to say about yeah, the, okay. Alexa, turn on the lights. No. Yeah. Yeah, so it was, like, nine of us, uh, nine humans and four dogs in the middle of the woods Y'all know that we love hiking here at the Basics Nishes Compound.
0: Not with family.
1: Not with family, man. It was just too many people. I'm too introverted. Too many other loud people. Lots of barking. The
0: only loud person he likes in his life is me.
1: You're not very loud. Oh, okay. You're decent.
0: I'm I'm very, I'm very excited. You're an average level
1: of volume. And you communicate two-way, too. It's not just you talking to hear your fucking voice. It was just too much, lots of bickering. There was some pettiness involved. Had it been a different mix of people, perhaps? Because not everybody who I went on this trip with was difficult. But that had been a different mix, less people, perhaps... If it had been just me, it would have been fine. <laughs> but...
0: i'm <laughs> most ideal vacation. Just me.
1: Well, my birthday, as you know, technically when we drop this, I didn't even mean for it to go this way. And Technically, tomorrow should be my birthday based on when this is published.
0: Well, you know, so probably today because I like to publish a date late, late a lot.
1: That's right. So today might be my birthday. It was November 26th. Slash Thanksgiving. It's my birthday today. Send wine to my house, not our P.O. box, because it's my birthday, and it's only for me. Sorry, Tara. It's fine. <laughs> Whoa, I thought you were going to be like, you stupid bitch. Anyways.
0: <laughs> send stuffing to me.
1: <laughs> Ew, don't send... I do not like stuffing.
0: All will yours.
1: Please. I right. don't get Thanksgiving. I get excited potato- about this shit. You can have the t- stuffing. I'll have the mashed potatoes. How do you feel about that?
0: Okay. It's all coming from you. I My family doesn't celebrate Thanksgiving. <laughs>
1: I'm just trying. I'm trying to find mashed potatoes is like your jam. I'm trying
0: to find Thanksgiving. And when I say
1: mashed potatoes is like her jam, I mean she spreads it on toast because she's potato bitch. Anyways, for my birthday, because it is the week of Thanksgiving, it's not the week, it is Thanksgiving, but it always is. Oftentimes, people don't like to do things for my birthday because it's around the holidays and they have family shit, blah, 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 so we kind of get swept under the rug. This year, with it being the pandemic, so I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? So I'm renting a tiny house and I'm going camping by myself for three days. Oh. So hopefully that will erase some of the stress that I experience. Where is that at? It's in Lisbon, Ohio. I might cut that out because somebody could, you know. Stalk you? Get up right then and I'm listening. Drive to Lisbon, Ohio and murder me in the middle of the woods. Yeah. Actually, by the 26th I'll be home. So, haha. you don't get to kill me this time. <laughs> But yeah, so I do have that. And then honestly, I think spas are open now. Have you seen anything Uh, about that? I think so. If that's the case, I still might go get a massage because Lord knows I could use one. That's usually what I like to do on my birthday anyways. Because otherwise I have to go to see family members and eat stuffing on my birthday, which is a fucking curse. Anyways, what are we talking about today?
0: <laughs> um we're talking about chapter 8, the Quidditch World Cup. The
1: Quidditch World Cup. This is the Goblet of Fire. <clears throat> this is basic snitches. <laughs> 5 minutes is how long we've been talking so far. You know, if you don't know who we are by now, I hope you do. Uh, then how did you get here? <laughs> how did you get here? Please yeah, tell let us, us. know. <laughs> like if this is your first episode. I'm Adam. I'm Tara. And yeah, today we're reading that chapter of chapter the Chapter eight of
0: the Gobble of Fire. Yeah. However before I read the thing you wrote me, it's gonna tell you real quick the winner and loser of chapter six. I
1: appreciate your assertiveness. <laughs>
0: Do what I can. Very unexciting winner loser. Cool. The winner of the chapter. You is always... old archie <laughs> oh yes yes i'm so, excited i believe are old you kidding archie. me
1: that is like what i was hoping you would say usually after you announce one of them you do this long pregnant pause and you're like harry potter and i'm like oh exciting old archie that is the winner that we all deserve
0: okay thanks <laughs> that wasn't supposed to be a, <laughs> a dig i appreciate it Okay. What? Who lost? What? Hold hold on. When Harry wins, he earns his fucking wins. Usually, unless it's like the second sure. <laughs> you lost? The loser of the chapter is, even though you give given points, is uh, Ludo, Ludo Bagman. Gadman. Yeah, Ludo Bagman. Why? I don't enjoy his encouragement of everyone gambling. I'm like, you gambling bitch.
1: You don't like to go to the casino?
0: I'm not really a casino person, but more so... Honestly, neither am I. More so so it's just very unprofessional. Everyone else is already being super unprofessional, but he's in charge and he's like walking around gambling. That'd be like Annette at Broadview Heights home days being like, instead of doing all my Annette shit, I'm gambling with everyone. Like, I don't know. I just... Oh man, I want to see that, man. (laughs) Kind of do too. But Annette would never encourage teenagers to gamble.
1: 10 tickets for you, 20 for me. (laughs) And then she wins all that stuff, and we raffle it off at the theater, (laughs) and we make money off of the raffles. Props
0: to you, Annette. Ludo Bagman is the loser of this chapter.
1: Well, don't worry. He will probably lose those points at some
0: point. Oh, so. <laughs> well, I mean, you're a lot of him points. He is likable. You also wrote me a thing, yeah. so everyone's got to listen to my voice for a few more minutes. Yes. Well, first, I must take a drink of wine to prepare. Okay. Okay. A Thing for Tara. Chapter 8, The Quidditch World Cup. It's time for the Quidditch World Cup. Harry, Hermione, and the Weasleys enter the gigantic stadium that's so regal and opulent that it almost looks like a giant opera house instead filled with thousands of wizards. They have the esteemed honor of being able to sit in the top box, right at the very center and edge of the stadium. The best seats in the house. That's where Harry notices a shriveled little turnip creature that he assumes is Dobby, but actually it appears to be another house elf, Winky, who we later learn is Barty Crouches. She basically says that Dobby has debt, big dick energy since now he's free and is demanding to be paid. But that's not what being a house-elf is all about. More people begin to file into the box, including Fudge Packer, Luscious Boy Toy, and the Bulgarian Minister of Magic. Things are slightly awkward when the Malfoys enter and Fudge Packer says that there is guests because he just donated a lot of money to St. Mungo's, which sounds weird for Malfoy to do, but I decided that's code for they be fucking. Once they're in place, Ludo Bagman sonorizes his voice and welcome everyone to the cup. It's about to begin. The Bulgarians' Vila mascots begin by dancing and making all the men all hot and bothered, except for Percy and others, of course. And Harry decided to kill himself, but he doesn't. Then, when Ireland's leprechaun mascots show up and it's all rainbows, much more Percy's speed and gold fallen from the sky.
1: Which is
0: nice. The match begins. Harry is watching closely through his omnoculars, allowing him to slow down the lightning fast plays and seeing the name of each play slash tactic. It turns out that professional Quidditch is just as backstabbing and dangerous as school Quidditch. With fake outs, plenty of penalties, with the Bulgarians playing dirty and even the mascots getting dirty. At one point the Villas almost gangbang the referee and the Leprechauns keep spelling out fuck Bulgaria in the sky. Meanwhile, Ireland is killing it, scoring goal after goal. Suddenly, a bludger bashes Victor Crumb right in the face and the Irish Seeker Lynch sees the snitch. Despite having a bloodied up face and losing pretty bad, Crumb catches the snitch anyways. Ireland wins 170 to 160. We learn that the Bulgarian Minister of Magic was fucking with Fudge the whole time, making Lucius incredibly jealous, and all of the teams come up to the top box. Such a cool way to end the game. Oh, and the twins also get all the money for actually betting correctly. The end. The end! I love the Bulgarian Minister of Magic. Me
1: too, he gets points. So <laughs>
0: He's my favorite. So they go into the big ass stadium. That is. Right. It looks like an opera house. That's what I said.
1: The thing that really struck me about this is how theatrical it is. I think I said in the last episode how they put all the money into the stadium and not into, you know, the precautions and the steps Mm -hmm. for safety and all of that. I really do think so. There's Mm -hmm. like purple carpet going up the stairs. Fancy. It's very fancy. And it's so funny because in this chapter in particular, I've thought about every time I've gone to like a basketball game or a baseball game or something like that this is like exactly what you would picture the wizard part to be it's uh-huh. like so opulent and extravagant and they take to that very like grandiose level but it still has all the elements that you would kind of expect i really enjoyed all the ads that were coming up i, I like love the all the ads it's the kind floorboard. of fun yeah i almost would have liked to see like concession people the trolley ladies coming up and down the cripple stairs Bentley just jumped into one of the windows in my basement. You know what I'm talking about, this glass block window thing. What are you doing? Are you going to stay there for the rest of the night? That would be great if you did. Are you killing a spider? Are you playing with your imaginary friend? That's good. Anyways, I really just like the whole description of Yeah, the setup this. is nice. And the fact that they get to go into the top box, which is very special. Yes. Have you ever been to one of like the loges at... Um, I have not... I have at, now it's the Rockfield Mortgage Fieldhouse, which used to be the queue, which used to be Gundarina. They
0: had a loge at Signet, but I never got to use it.
1: At my last job, they had a loge. So I went there for, I think, a basketball game and a hockey game. There is no better way to watch a sports game than a private box. It is so fucking nice. As a man who doesn't want to pee in a trough, you have your own private bathroom, oh my you god have your own food the seats and the view are just like way nicer it's just so fucking cool you feel so special so i want more details about the top box I'm like yeah what, I what wanna, else do they get you i want to
0: sit in the top box i want to
1: know like did they get free chocolate frogs and birdie bots and peppermint toads and I pumpkin so. cakes
0: and all that shit i hope so yeah, and they well, have Wizards, they kind of do everything kind of backwards, so who knows?
1: That, well, yeah, that that might be true, too. Wizards
0: are kind of useless. It's <laughs> like,
1: oh, you get to sit in this top box with fucking Fudge Packer and Krusty Crouch and right. the, the Malfoys.
0: And the Minister of I, I Magic from Bulgaria. Yeah, the Man- that, Minister of Magic from Bulgaria. Who is awesome.
1: Yeah, which,
0: I mean, let's just talk
1: about it now. Like, at the beginning, how Fudge keeps... Trying to introduce him and he doesn't speak.
0: It's so insensitive.
1: Yeah, and then at the very end, he's like, oh, they played so well, or whatever, and Fudge is like, you could speak English the entire time? The Bulgarian Minister of Magic was like, you racist.
0: Right, well, that's the thing, is like, he's lucky that the Bulgarian Minister of Magic is a nice guy. He could have just called him out for being a terrible human, but he was just like, oh, I thought it was funny that you did that. He just, like, let him get away with it because he was being nice.
1: Yeah, or just fucking around
0: with him. He was like, but I'm getting more out of fucking around with this dude, so... I hope that's what it was, honestly.
1: Right, me too. So this is also where we meet Winky.
0: We meet Winky, who, guess what? Isn't Dobby. Not Dobby. Harry is like, oh, apparently house elves all look the same, so I can't tell them apart. He just assumes it is Dobby.
1: This elf has a higher voice, so apparently it's a girl. Right. That's the only thing. She ain't got no house elf titties. I don't feel like it was ever officially like determined that, oh, Winky is a girl, but that's just kind of what happened in the book.
0: So this is our first introduction of Winky. We're going to get more of her later.
1: First of all, obviously this is the beginning of like the Society for House Elf Welfare or whatever it is. The sci- Society Promoting... Society for the Promotion, the promotion of, of el- Elfish el- welfare. welfare. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of nice for this to come up to, A, meet another house elf and learn a little bit more about, like, their species. To meet another one, but also then get another perspective. Because oh, truly, from, like, Chamber of Secrets, all it was was, like, oh, we need to, to free Dobby because he's in these horrible conditions. right Not, like, this is what is integral to the species of a house elf.
0: Right, because he's with the Malfoys, so you just, like, assume that his situation sucks. And then Winky kind of shed some light on that, being like, House elves are, this is just what they're supposed to do, which is kind of worse. She's like, oh, house elves aren't supposed to be happy. Oh, Dobby shouldn't be asking for pay.
1: Yeah, they're supposed to be servants, etc. So this like beginning part of this kind of secondary plot is interesting, I think, introduced here. Especially because it is such a focus on like the game and the, the grandioseness of it. Mm -hmm. You know, it almost even makes me think of how we're learning more and more about the ministry. And when they eventually get to the Ministry of Magic, there is like this fountain that is like a goblin and a house elf and some other creature. Oh, that's
0: that's in the seventh book yes yeah so this is
1: obviously a little bit far further ahead and like they're all looking up to the wizard and how like yeah. the, they're supposed to be like the top of the food chain if you will yeah so yeah i don't know i think it's interesting that it's introduced here especially in conjunction with Barty crouch and all of that
0: right in his history i do like that ron's like house selves are weird and harry is like yeah, Dobby was weirder Yeah, than I do too. And I'm just like, yeah, Dobby is pretty odd, but we love him. That's
1: important though too because obviously the Weasleys don't have a house elf. Yeah. So it, it kind of like shows that too that perhaps house elves are more like tied to Pure Bloods or wealthier wizards, so it'll be interesting to see more of that. And speaking of, that's when the fucking Malfoys come in with much cracker too. Oh my God. And it truly is, like, another one of those moments. I talk about this all the time with the Dursleys, but it's, like, a keeping of appearances thing. Because this is really kind of the first time that we've seen Lucius Malfoy in public. Yeah. Every other time it's been either, like, in the background or a two-way conversation between, like, the Weasleys and... And him, or him and Harry, or something like that. Yeah. It says how, like, there was an awkward moment, but nobody really did anything, because right. they're right there in front, in front of the front Right,
0: because Harry's thinking of the fight and Flourish Blot. Yeah,
1: which is great on Harry, instead right. of, like, thinking of how he threatened him, and when he set Dobby free.
0: Right. Uh. It's funny, because, like, the second Fudge is, like, out of earshot, he's like... Arthur, what you have to do? Sell everything? Because he sees? Like, he's such a dick. Yeah. It's so gross how he talks to people.
1: Can you imagine, like, having the balls or lack thereof to be able to talk to people like that? Consistently? Right? Like, there are times where, sure, I want to twist a knife in and everything, but not all the fucking time. Jesus Christ.
0: That's just petty bullshit. Yeah. It's not even creative. It's not even productive. Like, how do you feel good even being like, oh, I'm so cool. I made fun of this guy for not having much money. I mean, I
1: think of the hills and valleys that other characters experience and the flaws that we see in so many of them.
0: Like, no wonder Draco is terrible at bullying people. Listen to his dad. Listen to
1: his dad, yeah. I mean, they're always feeling so much negativity. Mm Mm-hmm. It makes them feel a little bit one-dimensional, honestly. Like, you don't ever see that sort of positivity.
0: We do get to meet narcissa
1: we do see narcissa and they're like she's another blonde with a nasty face
0: right would have been nice looking if she hadn't wearing a look that suggested there was a nasty smell under her nose mm-hmm.
1: and then we learned that the whole reason why they're there is because he donated a whole bunch of money to us saint mungos
0: yeah we were like really
1: which is very weird i mean it automatically made me think of the long bottoms and how we see more of them in this book
0: Mm-hmm. oh god Oh my gosh,
1: I mentioned Neville before Tara did. Ugh, you didn't, you know just more. said
0: the long bottoms.
1: Neville is one of the long bottoms. He is.
0: Dummy. But we learn a lot about his family and him. And yeah,
1: family. so uh, I mean, that's immediately what I thought of because I was like, okay, wait, what's the reason? Lucius Malfoy isn't just trying to be the like, charitable. Yeah.
0: He's not, he's just trying to suck up to fudge and they have money. This is how you can show off, like... Okay, they have money. Well, what is he gonna donate to to make sure that people notice he has money? Yeah. And he has power? Well, there's a charitable foundation. Well, and a way
1: that perhaps Fudge will notice him more. Yeah. Because I don't feel like Fudge and Lucius are like just, you know, sitting around diddling each other.
0: No, I'm
1: sure they're not. He's got to like get some sort of like...
0: Well, Fudge, like any other politician, like several rich people in his pocket. The Malfoys have a lot of money.
1: I wonder if that's what it was. These tickets too are very, very like sought after. It's not like the Malfoys are the most wealthy either. Yes, they're a well-to-do family and everything. But perhaps this was like a ploy to maybe get into that box or maybe have more control because Lucius knows what's about to happen. Maybe that's what it is. Well, Lucius
0: definitely knows about the Triwizard Tournament.
1: I have to donate money and show that I'm doing something good in order to fulfill this bigger diabolical plan. Well,
0: Lucius doesn't know about the diabolical plan, but he does know that there's a Triwizard Tournament happening.
1: Well, no, I mean even like what's about to happen right after this. Right. With Velvodephi. Okay,
0: that plan. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean there's something else that he has going on so once they get into the box
0: (laughs) and we start the game starts
1: ludo bagman says the the sonorous sonorous... it was different in puffs what what, what did bagman say amplificationists or i don't know it was something different but he does that he welcomes everybody to the quidditch cup and then we get these mascot presentations
0: so the vilas the vilas are fighting dirty
1: first of all these are like a character very similar to is it banshees There is a mythical creature that is like very, very beautiful and like through song can lure men to them. Oh, I Um, think
0: that is a banshee, right?
1: Maybe. Uh I don't know. If it's not a banshee, email us. Someone
0: tell us what it is.
1: We'll have a corrections corner. So it kind of made me feel like that's what they were. A siren? Siren, that's totally what it is. Because all these men start like paying attention. Well, Harry's like, I'm going to kill myself. Right? Harry's like, of look at me. Uh, it said something like, Harry felt like he should jump off of there, but wasn't sure he if was, that was the right thing to do. He was trying was
0: like, to impress yeah. them or something? Yeah. And then Hermione's like, uh, what What are you doing? Yeah,
1: because the ladies don't understand. Right. Now, isn't Florida Kerr also Avila? She's
0: part Avila.
1: That's what it is.
0: Yes. Yeah. So she's not Vila. To me, popular. when I was
1: reading this, I was like, mm, "Foreshadowing for Delcure, maybe because Cedric and Victor got introduced in kind of an organic way. Mm-hmm. This is maybe like a little bit, yeah." So using the Vila's of their mascot was definitely kind of a clever way to try to get flip the entire stadium of men, right? Too.
0: Which is interesting. Probably not
1: very ethical. Not but...
0: ethical. Not really sure what it says about this story or the author, but interesting. And then you got the leprechauns.
1: Yeah, and then the leprechauns are like rainbows, gold
0: shining down from the sky. But they're leprechauns. They're a little sneaky.
1: Yeah, because throughout this entire game, they keep like forming the middle finger and stuff. Right. At one point, it's like they made a very rude gesture. I was like, we know what the gesture is. <laughs> they made like the image of someone holding their booty hole open. <laughs> stuff like that.
0: I don't know. Maybe leprechauns are just naturally crude little fuckers.
1: I think they probably are crude little fuckers. Right. This is when also Ron gets a handful of gold and gives somebody hair and Was like, now you can give me a Christmas present. Right. <laughs> it's like Ron. Come on. But I like, mean, also when you're, like, like a kid. This is also like... such like a fun moment. It's such a theatrical, a dramatic moment. I feel like that's natural. You know. It's kind oh of, yeah. It's like catching the home run ball or something. Right. You know? I got some gold. They have their little presentation and the game starts. And there's a lot of details, but we probably aren't going to go through everything. No, every single I
0: mean, one. we kind of talked about them. You get to meet the teams.
1: You do. And the only one that really matters is Victor Crown.
0: Everyone on the Bulgarian team has
1: a very Bulgarian very
0: sounding name. Everyone on the Irish team, Connolly, Ryan, Troy, Mullet, Moran, Quigley, and Lynch. Those are so fucking Irish and European. And they made sure to put Connolly first in case you were like, I wonder how Irish these will be. Well, you throw out Connolly, so you're good. (laughs) So remember in one of the previous
1: books how they announced Harry first? Yeah. They announced Harry first, and they went through everybody, and who were like, "Well, was it based on like length on the team? Was it based on age? Was it based on players?" But they announced both of the seekers last. Last, yeah. So I was like, well, what what's that all about? Maybe they did it wrong. Or, you know, maybe Harry just went first because the reckon the name of the book is Harry Potter. Right. But when I saw that, I was like, hmm, wait hmm. a minute. Does this have anything to do with... But I didn't think the about that at all. But yeah, we meet the teams. Once they start playing, Ludo Bagman is like just shouting out their names because things are moving so fucking He's flickering. like, he
0: is a rock star at getting out all the commentary. It's up to date. Well,
1: I mean, the best that he can because it's going so fast. Right. But then this is when Harry's really also using those omnioculars. Oh,
0: weird. Like, he was, like, getting so to it, and then he, was like, starts rewinding things, uh-huh. and then it's he's, the like, not paying so attention. Really, like,
1: and then someone scores. I think it was, like, Bulgaria's first goal.
0: Yeah.
1: And he was like, but so-and-so hit the quaffle. And Hermione was like, yeah, but if you keep slowing it down and rewinding it.
0: I love how into this Hermione is, and she's not... Like, I just feel like she's such, like, a neutral... Person when it comes to sports, but she's there with everyone. Like she's keeping up, she's being there yeah. as athletic as possible. She really appreciates sports for whatever they're worth. And I'm like, that's a yes, really girl. good point.
1: I think she's the only one who really isn't into it as much. Like like she said, I mean, she is keeping up with every single. And thing. she
0: also probably loves the diversity and the experience and learning so much yeah, about it. Everything
1: else that is going around right.
0: for her and Harry, this is all very new. But Harry's just like woo sports, which is fine because he loves Quidditch. And Hermione is like wow. Look at all this like stuff i can learn and i didn't realize it till this that i was like hermione is really getting way more out of these sports things than people who like sports
1: yeah or people would great give her credit for i think yeah it's funny because hermione completely blends into the background for me y'all know that i'm a big hermione fan but to me now the weasleys and harry are so much at the forefront that i didn't even read into that for me it was all about harry's like just completely Fascination isn't the right word, but I'm going to use it because I think I'm thinking of the better yeah. word. He's just so like into every single detail and like really wanting to catch every single moment.
0: Which is the point.
1: Then, of course, things start to get dramatic. You know, we had a lot of fouls oh my at God. one point. So many fouls! Victor Crumb fakes out Lynch at one point. Yeah. Those are the only two names
0: I remember. Yeah. Um, so there's a foul that The only other name I can ever remember is Moran. Oh, Yeah. And I think it's just because it's always like the last one listed, other than Lynch. I mean, the
1: Irish names are a lot easier to remember overall. Connolly, Ryan. Right. Then the fucking mascots start getting into it. This is where I was like, okay, we have taken a detour from reality. Like, yep. you will never see the mascots at like a normal sporting event, like going at it. Like
0: no. This. Most um, people who are dressed in the mascot outfits just want a fucking, like, gallon of water and to be away from everyone because it's hot as fuck in those yeah. outfits.
1: Well, technically, these mascots aren't in outfits. They're just them. This is where I was like, okay, the velas were maybe clever to start out with, but now, like, every time they start dancing, everyone's, like, plugging up their ears and is like... Yeah, they're
0: like, oh, wait, no, now we know better. Yeah.
1: And then we start to get more and more of the mischievousness of the leprechauns. They start going at it. At one point, the referee is like caught in like the vila he's like oh shimming and going after on the like, yeah come and get me and then at some point like he snaps out of it and then the vilas are all like angry and that's when they turn like evil
0: Oh, yeah, because he tries to, like, send them away because they had tricked him into acting like this.
1: <laughs> I think someone says something along the lines of, that's why you don't go just on looks.
0: Mr. Weasley says that.
1: When Some I funny. first read that, I was like, is he making a good point or a sexist point?
0: Yeah, I also <laughs> thought that. You're right. Like, don't
1: go just on looks. But at the same time, I don't know. There was something about it. Yeah, he's like,
0: it. well, he says it to the boys. He was like, now, boys, that's why you don't go for looks alone. And yeah. you're like, because... There are how many children there? Nine? Well, I mean, his oldest kids the, yeah, are adults, but adults. still. His seven children and two other children. I'm sorry. At least two of them are not entirely straight. You can't be like, Wait the boys are only so Percy. gonna... Percy. Like, Percy. I will always ship Harry as bisexual.
1: Oh, see, I was thinking Ginny would be more bisexual.
0: Uh, and there you go. I said at least two. What if Charlie's asexual? What if Charlie's like, fuck all of this? I don't yeah.
1: Well... He can be like heteromantic and then asexual.
0: Labels are stupid anyway. Mm. He says it, and he's like directing it to the boys. What if they're all gay? Fine. All the Weasleys are gay.
1: <laughs> That's new canon. <laughs> I know that we'll run into issues with that later, but we'll, we'll get there when we get there. What if the name of this episode so are... ends up being All the Weasleys Are Gay? How many. If it is, do you think
0: please <laughs> cut that out of it so that no one hears you say that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the whole culmination in the game happens when one of the Irish beaters bats one of the bludgers right into Right Crumb's, Crumb's face. face. First of all, I can't imagine how painful that would be. Right. Like, that's worse than a punch in the face, I'm sure. Oh, well, like, sure. A whole cannonball, like, hitting you in the face. It talks about how there's flecks of blood Just flying, flying everywhere. everywhere. And even later, after the game, how he had two black eyes and stuff. That's when Lynch goes after the What's actual it? smith. Yeah. And Harry's like, there's no way that this is a fake out. Like, he actually sees it. But then somehow, Crumb actually catches it.
0: And I love that. So, Crumb is 18. So, this is going to be his first World Cup, especially since we find out in a few chapters he's still a student. Yeah. To be this close and then just be hit in the face with a bludger moments before the Irish team gets the snitch, when Harry says a few paragraphs later, he ended on his own terms. Like, I think that he's 100% right. And Crumb's like, oh no. I'm going down in history. I'm, like, the youngest fucking Quidditch player getting this much attention ever, probably. He's known as the best flyer in the world, the best seeker in the world, and he's 18, and he's just like, you hit me in the face with that? Fine. But he's also 18, so he's going to, like, push off this kind of pain probably better than the 25-year-old. Well, he's
1: also 18, so he has probably a little bit more... Aggression isn't the right word, but he is rebellious. Yeah. Maybe that's a better word. I think you're completely right. Because I was going to ask you about that. It's like, you know, if they had just made one more goal, but at the same time, if Lyle, I keep wanting to call him Lyle, I don't know why, if Lynch had actually capitalized this and it's just like, well, what? what They would have
0: won by so much. Yes. So and this then, way,
1: it maybe, like, brings the score up a little bit more anyways. It's better to maybe catch the snitch regardless yeah. at that point.
0: Well, and he's a seeker. Based on the way that they're flying here, me, I'm such a Quidditch expert, obviously. Now they're both are diving for this snitch. It's not like Crum can count on the beaters from his team to unseat this guy. It's coming down between the two of them. So is he going to try to throw this guy off of his broom or is he just going to catch the snitch? Yeah. yeah, You know, and be like,
1: nope. They did talk about earlier how amazingly they all worked as a team. But I think at this point it's a little bit too dire for that. You know
0: what I mean? Well, and that's, I think, part of Quidditch. If Quidditch made sense, which it doesn't. There's a reason why there's different positions. Sure, if you've got chasers over by the goalposts and you can help avoid the other team getting the ball too close to your keeper. I get it, but it's not like your chasers can catch the snitch for you. And we see what happens in book six when other people try to be in the middle of the game playing other positions that they shouldn't be playing. It's a fun match. But the ending is the best part. At first,
1: right after reading, I was like, wow, why did he do that? But I think even, like, talking through it now, like, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Like, why? Well, I, and
0: I got that answer from Harry. Yeah, but that also, I like, that. leaves a little
1: bit out. Like, okay, what do you mean by that? But I think, like, talking about the direness of the situation, everything yeah. makes a lot more sense. So
0: I feel like Harry would have done that. if it I feel like, too. Harry would be like, no, no, no. Because here's the thing. Harry's never not caught the snitch And spoiler warning for Quidditch in the next two books, the only time Harry's never caught a snitch is when he's been literally incapacitated in a match. Right. And even then he's been incapacitated, just not unconscious. Yeah. And still caught the snitch. There's no way that Harry Potter wouldn't have done exactly this and been like, oh no, fuck that. I'm catching the snitch. The two matches that he loses, one is in the third book and one is in the sixth book. In the sixth book, he's literally knocked unconscious. I
1: wonder if, whether it was Harry doing that or Victor Crumb, how accepting of that their team would be. The team would be... Especially in this case with Victor Crumb, I think everything that we talked about is completely logical. It is better for Crum to catch the snitch. And for Bulgaria to, to only lose by badly. 10
0: points. Yeah. So in the third book, when they do win the Quidditch Cup at Hogwarts, Oliver is all in Harry's face like, can't catch the snitch until we're this many points up. But this is a school level game. We know Harry is the better flyer You can't say that to crumb Even if Crum is a better flyer, Lynch is more experienced. You know, yeah, that's we point. we know nothing about these people, but he's probably more first, experienced. Yeah, I just start. that makes the most sense to me. If I were the seeker, I guess that that's what I would do too. Well, we can't catch up. You only get ten points for each goal. Yeah, they had to get how many points to catch so up?
1: So they would have needed two more goals. Which but actually they would have needed two more
0: goals. But if they're I, thinking about catching up. Well, and I think at that
1: point, too, Ireland was catching so many goals. They had only made one goal. Ireland made 17 at that point. If they're making one goal for every 17, there's that. I mean, if you were thinking it from the math point of view. Yeah.
0: But also, your seeker just got, like, bashed in the
1: face with a um, ledger.
0: If he hadn't done it right then and there, he probably would have been, like, needing to sit... Or he would have fallen off his broom later on because, right, <laughs> head injury. <laughs> this is us. We have so much knowledge of sports. We sure
1: do. I think we should stop talking about sports.
0: We should probably stop talking about the chapter called the Quidditch World Cup. Then, well, it's try again. Over. So it's the match is over, and then we get to see they all come into
1: the box. Into the box, and it's like, oh, cool! Now we get to meet everybody. We learned that a Bulgarian dude can speak English. Oh, we already talked about that. He's the so. best. Amazing, and the twins win all the money because they get it, got it right.
0: The twins got it right, which is, like, interesting. Do you think that they use divination or anything? No, I think that they have good instincts. They have natural
1: psychic abilities.
0: Maybe they're just, like, feeling crumb. They're like, you know, he is really good. He's going to do everything he can to catch that snitch, but we know how good Ireland is. Feeling
1: crumb. I was going to say they would like to feel crumb, but... They might. That's Percy. Oh, yeah, that's right. All the Wheezy's are gay. Fuck, Mary (laughs) kill? Villas, Leprechauns, and House Elves. We got some some magical creatures. All three are in this chapter.
0: Okay, well, I'm gonna,
1: Yeah, this one's tough. I'm
0: gonna kill some Villas because they play dirty, but, uh, Leprechauns also kind of play dirty, but maybe they'd be fun in bed, so I guess I'd fuck some Leprechauns and I would marry House Elves. You'd marry House Elves? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, for the same reason that you wanted to marry the cook or the maid or whatever in that first chapter, because then you marry your house elf, and you're like now you're my slave. I
0: would not enslave the house elf. We'd be pals. You're I would cherished. hope that my house. I would hope my house elf would be like Dobby. He's a good guy.
1: So I can see it going several different ways. I can see me also being like, I don't like lady bits, <laughs> killing the Villas. I'm probably doing the same thing. Because I feel like I would rather fuck a leprechaun than fuck a house elf. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just feel like leprechauns are probably cleaner. They're both little creatures. I so did let's...
0: not think of it that way, but okay. I'm
1: fucking and marrying between little creatures, which is kind of weird, but hey, I'm not going to fuck or marry a vila in this instance. So I can see myself going either way. I would probably choose to marry a house elf, too. I
0: mean, house elves are great.
1: House elves, I think, are more trustworthy, too. I think that is 100% the truth. Now the other way I could go is like I would be unaffected by the Velas because they only play with the wiles of the straight man. Yeah. So I could say I'll marry the Velas because I don't wanna fuck them because we know they're dangerous. And in that case like Marianne is like, okay we'll marry but we'll just be friends and we'll never have sex or anything. And we'll just like you know sit around sipping that tea. <laughs> If that's the case, I'm still probably fucking the leprechauns. The leprechauns are the the fucked ones, no matter what. But then that means I'm killing house elves. Mm -hmm. I feel like I feel better with your solution. Mm -hmm. Because killing house elves feels wrong to me. Right,
0: There are too many important house elves in this series for me. I mean, it might come up that that's what I have to choose. But in this situation, killing the villas.
1: Yeah, there may be a fucking married kill in the future between three house elves.
0: You can fucking stop. Thanks.
1: No, this is my segment. You have to deal with it. Moving on to the movie. The movie looks pretty cool. I am very disappointed in how the... You,
0: yeah, so you said that you didn't like how the stadium looked. I I thought it looked cool.
1: In the book, it is so opulent. I really imagine it looking like an extravagant opera house with like, you know, statues and like gold-plated columns and shit like that. I really imagine it looking, like, really, really amazing based on the book. So I was really let down because it looks like a fucking metal structure.
0: It looks like like,
1: a stadium. To to me, it looks like a building with, like, just the metal armature in it, not, like, you know, the drywall and everything. I'm like, eh. Because, like, there's that one point, which is also not in the book, and not how it goes at all, where they stop, and the is there, and it gives everyone an opportunity to see what a big dick Lucius Malfoy is.
0: In case we forgot.
1: And it's like they're on a metal staircase, and I'm like, what the fuck? It's the same thing that we said earlier about, like, if it's a staircase, it's not Hogwarts, it's gotta look like shit. yeah. Yeah, I'm really disappointed by that. Yes, it's kind of more, like, funny and maybe more realistic for the Wheezes to be in, like, the nosebleeds. Like, they're the very, very top. Yeah. And Arthur even's like, I told you it would be worth it to get to these seats. And they're, like, the worst seats. But Lucius Malfoy is like, we're in the box of the minister. And it's like, so are they if you followed the fucking
0: book. Like, the choices made to tell this part of the book in the movie is just... does nothing and there's no reason for it to stray from how the book tells it yeah
1: obviously there's no ludo bagman so well and ludo bagman
0: is how they got the tickets tickets. so i get it so and the
1: tickets like there was not none of that conversation there was nothing between crouch and percy so there was no opportunity for them to be like we got in the box whatever
0: but there's no winky
1: yeah and there's no winky
0: winky and bagman are not in the movie
1: yeah there's and no they Winky are at all.
0: Huge, huge characters.
1: Let's just say it now. They slice that whole elfish welfare side plot out of the movie completely.
0: I don't even think that's as much of a problem as cutting Winky out. Mm-hmm. Winky on her own. I think she's a very important character. Yeah. That being said, like I think that the match looks cool. I made a comment that like when Crumb came out, everyone was like, "Yeah." crumb and i was like the whole team can't get recognized okay
1: well <laughs> so there's a couple things there first ireland comes out yes instead of actual leprechauns like raining gold upon people it's a stupid firework
0: yeah it's a firework
1: great fireworks are fun whatever i actually hate fireworks like okay. on for july especially this year everyone's like blowing them off and it sounds like you're in a fucking war zone I don't care for fireworks. They do that. And then if you look around, there's like one balcony of people that have this huge sign that's like, go Ireland or whatever. And it's covering up like several rows of people. So all those people couldn't see.
0: Right. Rude.
1: Same thing when it's Crumb. It's almost like several people are like, oh my God, it's Victor Crumb. They put up their things and it's the entire fucking stadium. And then it like flies across the rest of the stadium. I'm like, are you telling me that all these people watching all were ready to make that crumb thing animate. Because otherwise, if that's just like Bulgaria's like thing, instead of having the velas there, they obstructed maybe half of the people there with a giant picture of crumb floating around.
0: Which is really rude.
1: Yeah. It was very a little rude. bit strange. It was fine. It was kind of cool how they did things. But I feel like it could have maybe been done better. Yeah. I just think
0: the match looks really cool. And it's not very long. It's just enough to watch people oh, fly around for. They did not see the
1: match at all. No,
0: they just could see yeah, everyone fly around.
1: Yeah, it's just like the entrance thing,
0: which I think is fine. Oh, well,
1: yeah, but oh, I don't know. I I could almost see like part of the match happening, and Harry using his Omnioculars and being like. That would have cool. been cool to see
0: the Omniocular. Uh, yeah, those yeah, things. Yeah, that would have
1: been pre- kind of cool to see a little bit more. of
0: I would like to see the Vila's. There were no Vila's. The Vila's, vilas
1: would have been so much better than what they did. So much better. Like, I can get away with the fucking firework leprechaun. Sure. There could have been something better that introduced the entire Bulgarian team that is a little bit better or different or more creative. And then after that, like, literally it cuts and they're back
0: in their tent. Yeah.
1: I'm really let down by the movie at this point. I've
0: always been let down by this movie. I will say that I do think some of the things look cool as far as, like, a visual.
1: The last chapter did more in the movie for me than this one. I do want to say, like, from an exterior standpoint of seeing the stadium, it did look kind of cool. But then when they got into the details and everything, I was kind of like, meh. Like, I feel like they could have made things so much cooler. Especially when you see other things, like, when we see the Ministry of Magic in the next movie. That was so great. They do a fairly good job of translating location. Whether Mm -hmm. you think of, like, Hogsmeade, Diagon Alley, Hogwarts, The Burrow, whatever it is. In this case, I was let down.
0: That's fair. We're going to continue getting let down. Yeah. The I mean, the biggest sacrifice of this scene is having Winky and Zero Bagman and so Zero that they're not even in the fucking movie at all. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And fucking Clutch Packer mm-hmm. has to do the like sonorous thing.
0: No one cares what he has to say. Also, yeah. we don't get to meet the Bulgarian Minister of Magic and he is great. Yes. Big letdown.
1: Plus 20 to the Irish team because they won.
0: Yay. Aww. <laughs>
1: plus 10 to Victor Crumb, though, for catching the snitch. Mm-hmm. And also plus 10 to friend George for winning all that money. Yeah. So they got their points back plus double uh, that they lost in the last chapter. And plus 10 to Winky. Because Winky's there. And she's important and we and miss Winky's her. And Winky's
0: afraid of heights and she's up there anyway. Yes.
1: That's true, too. She's like, my master told me to just sit here. I won't be nice with 10, you know, but whatever plus five to the bulgarian minister of magic for fucking the fudge
0: yes and
1: then negative five to fudge and lucius because they slimy and i don't like it mm-hmm. so that is plus 20 irish team plus 10 victor fred george winky plus five bulgarian minister of magic negative five fudge negative five lucius
0: very nice yay that is the quidditch world cup
1: chapter nine is next if you know how numbers work i'm like chapter weasley, nine is next martha weasley the dark, the dark, dark
0: mark. mark i know i knew that one for once
1: oh so proud so we get to see another firework shaped like something oh my amazing. god
0: the dark mark chapter is pretty dense
1: yeah this is where we're getting into some heavy stuff this might be one of the more like heavier broad scope chapters Cause like we've had some that are a little bit more personal and things like that, right. but this this is like buckle in, yeah, a little terrifying from the humanity standpoint maybe.
0: It'll be great. Will it? Eh. I mean, we're only on chapter
1: nine, so you know that there's more of the book to come. There is
0: more to come. Book. We are fucking beat.
1: We are beat. <laughs> that Chinese food fucked with us. They they put some sleepy drugs in
0: the Chinese food. At least they were delicious, sleepy drugs. <laughs>
1: I guess so. I hope after this, we also don't, you know, start, like, throwing up and turning purple. <laughs> oh, my God. What if our tongues turn into 10-pound purple dicks?
0: <laughs> well, why should Tara you? Tara's just... like, oh. mine already is. <laughs> I guess I'll just be hoping that Mr. Weasley be around to fix it. Take a picture of Busby. Oh we well,
1: <laughs> yeah, but we can't finish this in, until Tara takes a picture of Busby poking his head out of a hole. He's so
0: cute. I love Busby.
1: Busby, are you enjoying that hole?
0: Yeah. My friend.
1: Hurry before Bentley is like, I'm gonna come home wrecker you.
0: Right? Bentley's
1: sleeping. Did you get that whole picture?
0: I did. I got the whole picture. All the cats is down here. Yeah, I know.
1: Alright, well, we'll catch you on the flip side. Yeah,
0: next time. Bye. Bye.
1: basic snitches is recorded and produced by adam bowers and tara corkery edited by me adam bowers
0: and published by me tara corkery and available wherever you listen to podcasts
1: thank you for listening please review and rate us five stars on your app of choice and be sure to share us to all of your other friends
0: who love harry potter and getting drunk Oh, don't forget to follow us on social media. Sometimes I update that. Basic Snitches on Instagram. Also, we have a Facebook page. And email us anything you want to or specifically answers to our questions on our segments. Snitches at gmail.com.
1: But don't send us dick pics, please. That's nasty.
0: But do send us liquor. Thanks. Yeah. Aloha, Mora. Oh, now people can get into your house.
1: They're on their toe, but they don't matter because now you're a water goblin. Bye. Bye.